I'm going to totally pretend like there's no one else in the studio and I'm just doing this by myself. I'm back, bitches. What is up? My name is Gracie Ann Terrell. You guys might know me as Gat. Some of you might know me as Gracie. Um, and the majority of you might not really know me at all, and that's totally fine, too. Um, it's been a year. It's officially been a year since I have been live on any of my platforms, um, let alone my own podcast network that just came out of nowhere. No big deal. People should start businesses during the pandemic. Don't be a pussy. Start an LLC. That's going to that's gonna be my new business. Like I'm officially out of media now. Uh, I'm announcing my retirement formally right now as we speak. Uh, I've done one episode, and I think I'm done now. Uh, <laughs> maybe not, okay? So it has just been a wild ride. So July 31st, for those of you that don't know, July 31st, 2019, I was pretty much tired of what I was doing. Um, and it's really difficult when you don't believe in what you're creating and the product you're creating to uh, continue doing it day in, day out. I'm sure I don't have to tell you guys that a lot of you have real jobs, as my mom likes to say. Shout out to Janet and Steve, the people that <laughs> created this monster, I guess. Uh, it's been, I think, the wildest uh, six years of their life. I think that uh, my teenage years were put to shame by the things that I decided to do in my 20s uh, and now into my 30s, which I'm not lying about my age anymore. That's another thing I'd like to just get out of the way. I'm 32 years old, right? Like, I'm not going to try and be like, yeah, I'm 25. No, I'm not. I'm getting old, like older. And it's a privilege, don't get me wrong. Um, but it, it just, like, shows that I have not changed as much as people think um, when I have been spending so much time, like, obsessing over, like, what I'm going to say, my giant comeback to my own show, and I'm finally doing it under my terms on my network. It's kind of like the dream. It's a control freak dream, which, if you guys can relate to that, wonderful. If not, um, congratulations. You're better than I am. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit the fact that I'm a control freak. I think it's something that makes me who I am, um, and it's also gotten me to this point in my life. So, eh. You know, started from my basement, now I'm back in it. So thanks a lot, COVID. Um, but no, it's it's been a wild ride overall. And a lot of you are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, so I guess I got to go back to the beginning of, uh, I mean, I say my name is Gracie Ann Terrell, and I'm sitting here, like, not really explaining the GAT thing. Um, it's on KCPN's bio of me. What's up, Marlon? See, I love doing the show live. I miss this. Damn it. I missed you guys. Um, but the name Gat has pretty much stuck with me as a nickname since my dad first wrote a check out, I believe, to a savings account that he was starting for me. Um, and it's well known. My dad just abbreviates everything. His handwriting's terrible. Um, so it's just easier for him to just scribble three letters instead of try to make out a whole name. Plus, a lot of people don't know this either, is that, um, and well, I mean, a lot of people, everyone that went to elementary school with me and like, I guess, kindergarten and whatever other private institutions my parents had me in, who who fucking knows at this point, um, I had a speech impediment. Like, I could not say R's, S's, L's, T's. I was a complete disaster. Uh, and try being named Gracie Terrell and like not being able to say R, S, C was definitely another one, um, and L's. Like, it was, it was not fun. So I basically, uh, I beat my speech impediment. No. I think about it every day, and that's the other thing. It's like, when you're already hoping that you don't fuck up words and uh, how people pronounce their last names is another thing I'm terrible at, um, and when you're just trying to not fuck up someone's name and get it out the first time, uh, it's it's a lot of pressure. So I guess when I look back at it, I'm like, maybe I need some time off. Maybe six years of constantly talking finally like wore on me to the point where I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going to take some time off. So I did. Uh, I took off a year. So it's been officially a year today. I think the actual hour too. So I don't think I've been like trying to do this like subconsciously, but hey, here we are. Um, and a lot of people have seen this kind of like character glow up in front of them, glow up or blow up. I mean, it's a fucking toss up most days. 
Um, and I've learned kind of how to become a public figure while being in the public eye. Uh, so social media is a motherfucker. I think we all know this. It can either be the greatest thing that's ever happened to a company or a product or a service or a person, um, or it can be the worst. Uh, I feel horrible for the time that I single-handedly badgered AT&T U-verse until they had like seven different technicians come out in one week. And I was just like, all right, I ultimately Karened before Karening was a thing. So I got it out of my system. I was like the, I was the person on Twitter that responded to businesses and like basically left Yelp reviews. I used Twitter that way. And then I tried to use Twitter to talk about sports. Um, then I tried to use Twitter to uh, be a comedian and an anonymous comedian and like anonymous Twitter is just a whole nother thing I do not understand, but what up, whatever. I uh, hope you guys uh, find your real identity soon. Um, so like with all these different areas of social media, I kind of kept evolving as life went on. So I wasn't always focused in on um, just one area of my life. So it was never, it was never just sports. It was never just, uh, I was never focused on politics, let's be honest. Um, it was never just one area of my life. I was always, I thought to be well-rounded, but then I realized I kind of wasn't because no matter what I was doing, I was still stuck in my bullshit, which is a place that um, some people are comfortable in. Some people live their entire life uh, believing their bullshit that they tell themselves. And one day I woke up and was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I do not have it in me to uh, talk about things that I don't really actually care about. So I love the Chiefs. I love K-State. I'll root for them all the time. I love the Royals, even though they sued me. That's a long story, too. We'll probably get to that. Maybe I'll interview all of my uh, attorneys over the years. <laughs> that could be a good segment. This uh, this is not brought to you by Cayman Jacks, but here we are. It's Friday afternoon. I'm debuting a show for the first time in a year. I've got one of my girlfriends in town that is helping be uh, my producer in the background. And you, do, you guys don't even know it. There's so much going on here besides Millie Vanilli's greatest hits. Uh, I don't know. It's a vinyl that my friend Kevin got me. And I've just kind of hung on to it because I don't know when I'm going to want to listen to it. Blame It on the Rain uh, was one of my jams. I always loved it. I don't care uh, that Millie Vanilli didn't, you know, actually sing those songs. I'm not one of those people. I just like the music that they lip sync to. So, you know. I'm just, I'm living my best life with Millie Vanilli next to me. So if you guys think that my music taste is shit, you're probably right. I listen to some weird shit. Um, people usually make fun of my playlist to the point where they're like, what in the actual fuck did you just do? Behind me, I've got some Kanye tweets. Back when Kanye was uh, a little bit less polarizing on Twitter, he just tweeted about fur rugs and how fur pillows are not comfortable to sleep on, which I can attest to. I understand that, Kanye. It's cool. Um, but yeah, like... I went through the version of Twitter where I was like brand new into KC Twitter and made friends that way. And it was fun. And that's how the podcast came to be. Sprout States blossomed from the idea of, uh, you know, women talking about sports. So I owe so much to social media. And at the same time, I am so ready at any given point to just deactivate and walk the fuck away because it's exhausting. I don't know how the pandemic has made it for everyone else, but being on my phone more is not something that I've ever really wanted to do. So when I started getting stir crazy, when I was just not feeling like I was ready um, to work with, you know, a different group that I was working with. And when I felt like I wasn't really getting anywhere, um, it was around the beginning of April and I used my social media powers that be to contact a few of the people that I believe could help make this network a big thing. Um, and I asked them to come join this network, which is a talent driven FCC platform that is brand new to the market. Um, I'd like to say that people are taking notice of it. Uh, yesterday, you guys might have heard uh, my, not heard, but seen my tweet about uh, good morning to everyone except the demons that are apparently, that I apparently summoned um, because I didn't believe that Kevin Keatsman actually reached out to talk to me. I thought it was a troll job by one of you assholes. Um, and so turns out it was actually Kevin Keatsman. So people are clearly paying attention to what I'm doing um, to the point where they're hitting me up asking, you know, not, I wouldn't say for help, but you know, just uh, guidance in some areas. And it, it's just kind of mind blowing. And so I was like, I had all this fucking content that I had just drawn out. I had been like, all right, intern, 
because she doesn't get a name until August, but that's tomorrow. So fuck, I got to start calling intern somebody besides intern. All right. Chrissy knows all about that life. Chrissy got her name back after uh, she was no longer my intern. You're welcome. See, I'm the world's best boss. Uh, but so going back to that, it's like I just filmed all this shit. I literally had just filmed this entire like I looked. I mean, I'm not going to brag, but if like Diane Sawyer with a little bit like, I don't know, meets like I don't know how I'm trying to say this because I looked professional, but it wasn't like overwhelmingly like like fake looking professional I still thought I was rocking it so that being said uh, I did this beautiful like sit down interview style where I'm like almost like uh, what is it 2020 where I'm being interviewed and like you can't tell that there was a giant microphone in front of my mouth um, and I fucking look great I was going to be doing a photo shoot earlier I had like all this stuff that I was doing um, and I was really excited. And so we went through all these questions that people had for me or that we had cultivated, like what questions needed to be answered for Gat Chats. Um, and I was like, I hated it. Like, I don't know what happened, but I was like, this is not real. This is not me. And I was so annoyed that um, I had to basically like, I don't know what it was. I was like, I feel like I need to rage delete it. And this is kind of a, this is a kind of a topic. Um, in my life is that I have a tendency to, I want to say rage quit things, but I'm an Aries. Uh, I believe in astrology. If this causes you to just shut this off right now, I totally understand. I think it's, uh, I think it's great that something so uh, not harmful could trigger so many like grown ass men and be like, oh, you're one of those witches. Well, no, I just know where the planets are at any given time. There's a difference. Um, so, uh, looking at the way that I have traditionally done things and looking at the way that I've traditionally left projects and handled things, I was like, look, if it's been a year, almost a year at this point, because it was in April, and I look at where I am and I'm surrounded by the same shit that I was trying to get away from when I took time off originally, I haven't grown. I haven't done better. Like my little mantra and my little like comfort zone where I think, oh, I'm really speaking my truth here because uh, people are connecting with what I have to say. And if, and if I say to do better and if I say to uh, learn your flaws and heal your wounds and all this shit that I preach constantly, um, but I don't actually do it myself, what, what am I learning? Like, what am I actually doing? So having that moment um, where I could either continue running around like a chicken with my head cut off as a consultant, which I still do, don't worry, um, or I can make something for my for of my own and something that I've always dreamed about. Because November of 2019, I believe I came um, on air. <laughs> I can't even say that. I just paused when I said I came on and then I just stopped. Clearly, I haven't matured. No, no, nothing to worry about over there. You were going to be laughing, too, if she wasn't afraid of giggling and interrupting my train of thought. Am I psychotic when I'm in creative mode? absolutely so i totally understand just being like why don't i just sit as far away that like your flames can't touch me over in the corner um but like i just decided that i was like i have to like talk the talk but also walk the walk like i've been able to talk the talk my whole life i don't think that's ever been a problem um it's a very known fact that i exhaust most people from being around me simply because it's a lot um but it's my type of helping people when I can help them talk through things because when I was a kid I couldn't talk at all because I could barely fucking pronounce anything so my way of helping other people find their voices is why I started Kansas City Podcast Network so now that we're out of the mushy shit because I don't really exist there publicly at least I do not publicly let people know that I cry until you know just now um but Creating something that I'm actually proud of is going to shoot me through the fucking ceiling and I'm going to go to the fucking moon and back by the time most people have just realized, oh, I'm unhappy with what I do. Because my problem is I act on every single feeling and I've always done this my whole life. And so learning how to pause, reflect, understand what I'm doing, and then maybe act on it, it's it's life-changing. So having that ability to kind of step back and help elevate other people's voices. Um, Cause I, like I said, 2017 
if you guys have missed it because I actually haven't said it because I'm killing the linear timeline here. 2017 was awesome. Um, at the beginning of the year, I got an email from ESPN Kansas City saying, hey, we'd really like to bring your podcast on to our airwaves and we can talk about how we can do that. Um, we've been going on a lot of sales calls and people are like, have you checked out Sprout Stakes, the all-female sports talk show? Um, there's never been one like it ever. There's never been a female sports host with their own show. Of course, there's been guests like co-hosts and stuff like that where um, they would guest appear on shows. I'm not the first woman that's ever talked on 810 or ESPN Kansas City Airwaves, right? Like, we all know this. However, because I can say this, I am the first sports host that happens to be a woman in Kansas City. So that's kind of cool. And so knowing that they, like, can't really – they – it's not the Illuminati. It's okay. <laughs> but knowing that no one can really like take that away from me, that's a very strong feeling. So I feel very grateful for being able to do that. So in order for me to kind of give back to where I was so front and center and I was so, uh, I had purple fucking hair. I was the most not low key person of all time. And like, that was when I was doing uh, terrible things in my dating life. I can go ahead and say it you know what? It's my network. It's my show. It's my fucking truth. Whatever. I was uh, dating people that I should not have been dating. Um, and I was carrying on like a maniac all while having purple hair. Like I don't have the balls to like go out even with like platinum blonde hair on my own because I just like to like, I don't know, I go out on my own, but I like try to be incognito, but I'm not an incognito person. And that's just how it is. Um, but I freaking love talking to people too. So I'm never going to be able to just go somewhere and like keep my mouth shut. I'm always going to want to like hear people's stories or I'll start interviewing people and I don't even realize I'm doing it. So my bad. I apologize to everyone that I've done that to. Um, but that's the thing. It's like finally feeling comfortable on my own again was what I needed to do because I was always surrounded by people. I had so many people around me all the goddamn time. And it was to the point where I was exhausted of other people but I didn't know how to exist on my own. So that's 2017. So if I'm just now getting around to figuring out how to be on my own in 2019 and 2020, good grief, that took a, a long time. So it was something that I never really thought was a problem. I never really um, realized that I was doing it. Um, and it took a lot of mishaps and friendships and a lot of misdirection and friendships and a lot of um me working myself to the point where I was physically and mentally and emotionally exhausted and it just took a toll on your body who knew running ragged not sleeping binge drinking a lot of the times because it was a work function so you could you know justify it um not sleeping um and constantly comparing yourself to others could actually be bad for you like what are you serious that's wild that's absolutely wild. So going through that and going through those stages where I felt that basically I was unable to truly um, be the person that I wanted to be and the person that I knew I could be and getting back to like that, not sweet, but kind of that more empathetic, the more understanding um, side to me was a goal of mine in 2020. And I kind of just fucking nailed it. You know, I'm super humble now. <laughs> No, it's an it's an ongoing process. OK, like no one just fucking wakes up and is like, yep, I'm finally the best person I can possibly be. It's like if you're not learning, if you're not evolving, if you're not changing, I can't I can't fuck with that. I really can't. It's something that. I am surrounded by people in my life and I always have been. My mom didn't go to college, but yet she worked her way up through a very, very male dominated industry and was always there for me and was a great, great role model. Not only that, she was a single mom. Uh, thanks, Dad. Appreciate that one. Um, but, I mean, my dad and I are so damn close now because we both are honest with ourselves. And being self-employed, it's rough because it's like, you know, your family thinks you're crazy. Your friends hate you because you're never available to do things. And you're just like, that's just how it, it, that's just how it goes. But I've been raised by that. I've been raised by nothing but strong people and having um, strong presences in my life. And so this whole podcast series is not just me, like, fucking in a circle jerk about how great I am and like everyone's just telling me like how wonderful I am all the time that's not it what this is is going to be 
finally showcasing those people in my life like you like when you um the general you not really talking to anyone specifically but when the general public uh you version because i hate the english language like that like no other language is there a general like the general you stead it's like it's not really general because you're still directly talking to somebody so when american people start trying to use you generally it just anyways i also have adhd <laughs> shocking breaking news i have adhd um but no like when people are aware of you know the personalities that kind of shaped you and they get to see a look at uh why am i such uh i don't know i feel like i have a really sharp wit about me but a lot of people think it's from my dad because he's like he is vicious with his insults my mother my mother is so i mean she cut some of my friends down over the over the years with words that i would have never put in a sentence together and like she just did it effortlessly to the point where i was like damn is she okay like she had been waiting on that one and like i just feel like a lot of my wit and my sharp tongue syndrome uh goes directly back to my mom and i don't think people realize that like whenever she does stuff with me on like whenever um there was also a period of time last year if we want to talk about this because i feel like we might as well just go into it if i'm going to tell you guys the whole story i didn't have a license for like forever i didn't know that i was driving around with no license for almost 10 years like that's fucking wild right that is something that people just should probably fucking know if they have a license or not but i was running cars for travel i had been pulled over there had been nothing wrong there's like slow down wear your seatbelt. i'm like i was and i'm like are you gonna argue with me and you know me confrontational never um yes and no actually i love confrontation but i also hate it so yay um but like having that humbled me down to where my parents at the age of 31 had to drive me to my court dates all the time in 2019 like oh my god like is this really happening and so a lot of things humble you you know and in 2018 i let people know that i had been fighting an autoimmune disease that fucking knocked me on my ass did it basically make me question everything in my life and also face death absolutely Am I hoping that that never happens again? Absolutely. So I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to keep myself going in a healthy and great trajectory because I think it's so important overall to have like a balanced health. Like it's not just sleeping six to eight hours and then working yourself to death the rest of the time you're up. Being mindful, being balanced. It's a lot. It's not easy for people to do because you know there's real life stress there's real life problems so every fucking what is it uh lifestyle blogger that's like i think you should just be yourself well some people are fucking awful people okay so maybe they don't need to be themselves maybe they need to work on themselves a little bit um live your authentic life i hate when people say that shit because it's like what if my authentic life is absolute garbage and i want to get out of it can you tell me how to do that no oh you married into it Oh, okay, so you're just telling me how to be a lifestyle blogger now. Got it. Like, this shit is not real. You know, social media, people put up farces all the time. They put up walls. They put up what they think that you guys want to see. And it, it's a never-ending cycle. So, like, knowing that and seeing that, I think it's kind of helped me um, navigate my way back into media. But with that, I know you guys are super excited about this. I am going to take a quick break. Um, we do have some sponsors to get to, but not on the live stream. So if you're watching the live stream, you won't hear any of that, but we'll be right back after this. Welcome back in. We had some beverage spills. Not going to name names. I didn't get up, so I know it's not me. Uh, anyways, I want to I just let me say a shout out to Heather real quick. She's going to get mad that I do this, but I don't really care. Uh, it's like when she tries to pay for things, too. I also will just stab her. Um, but I just want to say a shout out to helping me get through my first live stream again. I have some pre-rolled joints over here. Should probably not be smoking those on air. Um, but whatever. It's my show. I can do what I want. 
Um, but I feel like you're better than a pre-roll joint. So I feel like that's a, probably the highest compliment literally I could ever give someone. So see, it's, it just takes a village, you know, like good old Hillary used to say, I got to get my headphones situated. This shit's like going live again is not, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, I wasn't prepared to really have to like speak in linear terms and talk to you guys in some sort of like fashion of <laughs> linear fashion. I'm not good at it. Um, I would like to be more efficient in my life. I, I would say that I have to get my um, stubborn streak out. You know, you guys might notice that it's really, really bright on camera. And that's because uh, my face is basically bright red because not that I would ever think that I am smarter than or better than uh, the sun because that, that's just ridiculous, right? Like who would, who would think like that? Um, but I did think that I'm smarter than the sun in ways that I went tanning in this bed that like develops tan over time. So like you're not going to see it immediately. Yes, I went tanning during fucking COVID. I don't want to hear about it. Please just go fight someone else. Um, and I go there and I was like, all right, this is my first time back in a while. I'll be fine. And then I'm like, I don't think I'm dark enough. And I don't think a lot of people um, would argue with this. I am naturally pale. Like it is, that's it. Like I'm freckled from head to toe. It's a problem. I don't tan well. Like I have to do like the spray tans that like gradually tan you and stuff because you literally like, I, I don't tan well. I, I, get dark eventually if it's like a progressed thing but not if I just go all fucking out like I did I thought I was smarter than the sun some people try to tell me this and I argue and whatever that's not my problem um but when I said that I was making my return to mainstream media right or my media career what got me back into what I'm doing now um, I went the route of talent management, right? Like talent agent management. And I've done this before. Um, I worked with NFL marketing and managing clients, football camps, and like marketing opportunities, endorsement deals, like stuff like that, right? So like I did a lot of that um, 2014 to 20, what was that? 2016, like on and off. So I've been involved with um, being self-employed since I was tw like from 2013. Like I worked in a cubicle. Like I just want to say to my boss, her name was Kim, the ultimate Karen, right? Like I was a single mom. Yes, I have kids. I don't talk about them publicly because they're the love of my life and what I do and life should never reflect onto them. So I keep them private. Like a lot of people should. Don't post pictures of your kids on the internet. I don't know. It's weird. I keep everything to myself. My private life is so private that most people think that they know what I'm doing. And they're just like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, no, this is what I actually do every day. Like, that's the power of social media. But anyways, I digress. Kim, you suck. Um, I've never gotten to say that publicly, so I'm really excited. I've never, like, named her before. This is really awesome. Uh, this is just basically going to be my therapy sessions now. This podcast is just going to be me calling people out that I was mad at and now I'm not. But I wanted to say thank you to her, right? Like, in true Lance Twidwell fashion, because I, if you have followed Kansas City Podcast Network at all, and you don't know who Lance is, he is the bearded king on The Spoken. He is an icon. Um, I love him. He is so passionate about everything that he does. So in true fashion, I want to say thank you, just like he said to John Dorsey, which I was just like, what the, f anyways, we're not going to, I'm not going to get triggered. No one's going to put the triggered cam over my face. But I want to say thank you to Kim because Kim was such a heinous bitch that she made me realize I don't ever want to work in a corporate job. I am not meant for cube life. That's not it. There's a lot of things in life that I'm meant for. And working in a cubicle, pretending to organize PDF files was just not it. Um, I would hide in a file room and I was like dealing with people's like mortgages and shit. Like I was actually dealing with people's livelihoods and I fucking hated it because she was so mean to me. One time we had a software training uh, chick come in and I was supposed to be learning about something and she suspended me the day before because I can't remember what it was for. It was so stupid. But like I sent an email saying that my coworker sounds like Kermit the Frog 
and I got fired like the next day. I was like, oh, darn, I'm so upset. But she suspended me first for a day. And I'm like, OK, I'll just stay home. Darn. Um, and I come back and the software trainer was even like, why does she hate you so much? I was like, bitch, I don't know. Like, I'm living my life. Yeah, I have a young daughter. I have, you know, my family helps out a lot. Like, I am I feel like I was in a good place. I thought, like, okay, now I have an office job. I'm finally becoming an adult. Wrong. Absolutely not. Like, 2013 was the most adult I ever was. And then 2014 just exposed, well, you're going to go work in the consultant field, which basically being a consultant – According to the IRS, I'm a consultant. Like I'm, I that's what I do. I'm a consultant. I that's that's my profession, right? So, first of all, fuck the IRS. I'll, I'll say a lot of things on this show, right? That's one that we can all agree with. Um, but according to the IRS, I'm a consultant, and what I do for a living is basically I give advice to anyone, anywhere, anytime, and feel like an entitlement of doing so, and like that's not fun. That's not a fun trait to have. So, like, me dating, trying to date, my basic instinct is to turn everything into a business meeting. That's charming, isn't it? I mean, granted, I've made a lot of people a lot of money, and I think it's great, but I love having my hand in a lot of different things because I'm all over the place, too. So consultant work allows me to be on you know, a board of an invention, or I get to advise a bodybuilder client about things that I know nothing about, but I do know marketing, damn it. Like, I can't tell you how to fit your macros and, like, not, like, eat anything with any flavor for four months just to, like, parade around a Speedo. But I can tell you how to grow your social media and how to grow your online presence. Um, and that's something that I feel like comes natural to me is, like, building other people up and pumping other people up, except Kim. Fuck that. <laughs> I really don't have that big of a shit list anymore either. Like, there's two people that I think I'm mad at. And, like, they're not even things that matter. They're, like, the dumbest shit in the world. And it's, like, I, like I'm still really mad at the Sons of Anarchy ending. I'm just going to tell it. Like, that's it. I, I don't like it. And also, so I'm mad at TV shows, apparently. And I fucking hate Game of Thrones for wasting so much of my time. How how many hours did we collectively, as people, watch Game of Thrones just to get the shittiest ending of all time? And it just pisses me off. So it's like I can't even watch TV shows anymore because I have I, I have fear that they're just going to suck so much that, like, why put all that time and effort into it? So um, now, instead of doing that, I just help other people grow their businesses with all this time I have by not watching TV. It's wonderful. It's great. Everyone's during the pandemic is like, what should I watch? I'm like, I got tired of watching shit. Like, I mean, except Below Deck. Below Deck is the one show that I can't stop watching. So shout out to Bravo. You guys hook me in every single time. Don't tell anyone that I watch Below Deck. I'll lose all my street cred that I don't have. Um, but yeah, like, it was just to the point, like, every single time that I would uh try to like get invested in something and like get a new hobby outside of media and like really try to change the trajectory of my life I would just get sucked back in somehow with podcasts or people that wanted help on podcasts and it's like fine I know what I'm good at I just need to like give into it what up Stacy um but it's just like to the point that you just have to say I'm really good at x y and z I'm gonna focus on helping people and growing stuff so my content took a backseat Everything that I was doing just kind of like I never really pursued it because I wasn't concerned about having um, anything right away because I didn't think that I was ready to talk yet. And so when I was like, oh, shit, I'm finally ready to get back in front of a microphone and get back on my live streams, um, then I was going to be ready to kind of share my story and like where I went and what I was doing. So coming back to media. Um, where did I go for the for that year? Right. Like a lot of people um that have taken time off like they usually kind of explain themselves I didn't um but I'm very much still active on social media it's not like that's changed at all but I realize it's so much more fun to help amplify other people's voices so once again that's what I'm doing with KCPN and bringing it back full circle to um what I'm trying to build with this group and this group is a group of people uh all across the Kansas City area that 
have various, uh, I guess, hobbies in life, not hobbies. It's like various like passions in life. And I hate using the word passion. So things in their life that excite them because passion is just such a gross word. Uh, but things in their life that excite them that they want to talk about and they want to share. And so I think it's very healing uh, to go back to that route. I think it's very healing for people to share their stories and share what they've been through and to talk about their lives and the things that they've seen, the things that they've done and the places that they've been. So what I want with KCPN is to kind of give um, other people an inside look at how other people might think other people might operate, other people might believe things. And I think that like, if you just are so closed minded that you won't listen to other people or you can't be friends with people that have varying opinions, that's what I worry about. You know, like I worry when people are like, yeah, I had a client and like, I talked about this online, online. I talked about this on Twitter, excuse me. Um, a client saw that I had posted a fake wedding announcement, which first of all, like, I get it. If you do, if you think the sanctity of marriage is so strong that you are mad at me because I mocked it by doing a fake wedding announcement about my wedding in October, which is not happening. It's not real that I know of. Um, so, like, I was joking about how I was trying to grab people's attention with this, like, copy pasta thing. And at the end, I said, uh, Black Lives Matter, wash your hands and, like, wear a mask. Like, I wasn't – I'm but, like, that's the thing. Like, wearing a mask – or not wearing a mask is not a personality trait. Like where I've been all of 2019 and like my year off, I guess, I'm not gonna call it 2019 because 2019 was just chaotic. But in my year off, like I learned boundaries and things. I, I needed to learn these things. Um, but I also learned that like the things that you do and the things that you like identify as are not really who you are. You have to dive way deeper. Like I'm not just somebody that talks shit and wears shirts that have vulgar language on them and has long blonde hair. Like that's not truly who I am. You have to go to your core values, your core beliefs and really dive deep, right? So like when I was consulting people and I didn't fucking believe in what they were saying, what they were doing, I would just flat out tell them. So number one way to not continue getting hired as a consultant is tell people their products suck because you're just being honest, right? So stepping back from all of my like experience going deep dive into myself, I learned that my boundaries are, I only am able to work for things that I believe in. And I'm only able to get up and do things when I authentically believe in what the product is, what the service is. So yeah, I might like have a bunch of followers on social media. Woo fucking who I'm an interesting person. I'm not going to deny that. Like, I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, I do weird shit, and I don't apologize for it. Like, I literally live my life, and I didn't know this. So, like, when I went down to North Carolina for, uh, like, when I was in May with Drinking Bros um, and Drinking Broettes, uh, one of the hosts told me, Gat, like, you're such a free spirit. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because in my mind, free spirit means you can just pick up anywhere, anytime. Like, when you have kids, you can't do that. Like, I have planned vacations. I have planned meltdowns. I can't just, like randomly just rage anywhere anytime you know it's, it's still very much calculated even when I do get free time so it's like I don't know I just never thought that I was a free spirit but people are like you literally don't check it who would you check in with the people I pay to help me do things um my parents but usually they already know what I'm doing because they understand like if you think that I'm like awful on social media my parents still see all of that shit and they know about it. And so imagine how awful I am in real life, right? Like imagine how terrible it could be. What if I told you? Um, but no, so I took off that time just to like gather my thoughts because I knew I wasn't gonna be the best consultant in the world. I knew I wasn't happy doing that. I knew I wasn't happy being behind the scenes completely because like media is such like a, it's such a um, immediate like need filling thing I don't know like you get all the attention you get like all this stuff your your face is plastered everywhere we can go on and on and on about the psychology behind social media and how it replaces oxytocin that you would get with a normal relationship but I'm not gonna do that because I'm not a doctor that might surprise you guys I have I took Harvard Law out of my bio the only reason I did is because like people that I actually like were like, you went to Harvard? And I'm like, guys, on what fucking planet 
do you think Harvard Law would just like blindly accept my ass into their program? Like, are you serious? Absolutely not. So that's not it. Uh, but like my bio historically on Twitter has pissed people off to the point where apparently being a second generation Lee Hood, Lee Hood survivor is offensive. And I get it. Like Lee Wood is not a rough area. I did not grow up in a, in a struggling life. No, like, there is no reason that my voice needs to be amplified more than anyone else. Right. The only reason that I think that I got anywhere um, quicker than other people is because what some people would call what some people would call a weakness being a f being female and a male dominated industry like sports radio me it's me right like i'm gonna look at this as my superpower like some people call it a weakness uh you know it must be really difficult like if i have another fucking interview where people are like so what's it like and i'm like well, what's what like like oh being being in uh a woman in a in a male dominated world i'm like well first of all um it's not really something i think about I get up and I do my job, right? Like, just just don't make a big deal about it. But, like, what people wanted to do at the time when I went into sports media was this, like, whole fucking, like, empowerment movement and this women supporting women. And don't get me wrong, I support women, right? That's it. That's all I have to say. Like, I support women. How do I support women? By working with women, by hiring women, by buying from them, by, by like lending any sort of assistance I possibly can to support other female entrepreneurs um, and people that are just trying to figure out where they're at in life. Like I absolutely love what women can do when we all band together. I feel like what happened to me is that I turned into a caricature of myself and was blindly supporting people that were not really the people that I needed to have in my life. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to say, hey, I support empowering women because I absolutely do. I also, at the same time, support doing better and taking care of yourself. And I was trying to help so many other people's problems and focus on so many other people's issues that I just put my own on the back burner. And uh, also not a doctor, but I don't think that's good for you. I don't think it's good to put everyone else's needs and issues ahead of your own. So that's what I was doing. Um, and it was exhausting. And it got, to be, it got to be too much. So taking a step back from that was really humbling because you, you're like, oh, shit. So now I don't have access to all this stuff. Now I'm not, like, at all these parties. Like, FOMO was never something I really cared about um, because I was always where I wanted to be, which is a very uh, nice thing to say. Now there's people like doing all these parties, doing all these things, and I'm not there. And I'm like, what the heck? So I got this really like rage prone attitude on top of the meds I was on, on top of the shit that I was going on in my personal life. Like people don't need to know about that, you know? And like that's still a story in my mind that um, I've shared enough of. I did an entire relationship episode uh, last year. No, two years ago. No. Yeah, last year. Like beginning like January 2019. I was like, I'm going to be a better person in 2019. And I was. I was a better person than I was in 2018, but that's not saying much. Wasn't exactly like winning any Nobel Peace Prizes in 2018. So always trying to evolve and always trying to get better, I have to apply that to my own bullshit, right? My own company. I have to apply that to my show. I have to apply that to my business deals. Um, you know, media is not a forgiving business at all. You are either going out on top um, and you're going to uh, have your own terms and you're, you're so good at what you do that you have the respect and the flexibility to do that. Um, there's a lot of people that struggle. There's a lot of people that uh, get in, they get chewed up and they get eaten alive and they never go back. There's a lot of people um, that I wish I could go back and say, hey, uh, this is what I think went wrong and let's, let's try to do better. But that's just how you evolve as a person. You evolve to a better person or hopefully you do. Um, and it's just a very natural thing to kind of like say, oh, well, and blame it on media. But it was me, too. It was it was me not recognizing uh, that I needed a break and needed time off. And that'll never happen again because I am way too dialed into myself now. Um, and it's incredible. It, it's really, really refreshing to be working in a situation that I feel like I have cultivated from the ground up, something that I feel proud of and something that is just getting better and better so 
I just want to say thank you guys completely um, for continuing to support me over the years. Like, it hasn't been easy. There's a lot of people that you might not know my background or my story at all. You might not know much about me. Um, and that's the thing is, like, I keep things very vague and I keep things very topical because, like, like I think – I can't remember who it was that sent me the meme originally, but, like, most of my girlfriends know that they know my day-to-day life, right? And they know who I'm talking to. They know who I'm dating. They know everything about that side of my life, right? However, it would not surprise any of them if I announced like a random surprise, I'm getting married right here and now. It's actually a real thing. So like, it's been a running joke that I'm never going to post someone until I'm actually married. Um, But I think it's true. I think that I'm going to continue keeping my life as private as possible on my personal life front, but yet giving you access to the people that I think have shaped so much of my life and so much of what I've done. So you're going to get a lot of that with this podcast. So Gat Chats is going to be basically talking to people that have helped shaped my career. Um, Also, people that have helped me open my eyes uh, to other things uh, in life besides just work and people that have expanded my horizons um, in the metaphysical, spiritual sense, whatever you want to call it. You're going to hear from my mentors. You're going to hear from my parents. And as I like to call it, my two dads. They're not gay, but it's my stepdad and my real dad. And I just like to call them my two dads because I love it. And they're both so secure as men that they're like, Jesus Christ, really? So I was going to do this whole podcast that was literally nothing but my two dads didn't go over like i thought i thought they'd be a lot more hyped up about it but whatever um but anyways we are going to take a quick break again like i said if you're watching the live stream there's no ads there's just a fun little song that goes on right she's like yeah anyways so when we get back um i am going to talk a little bit more about where this is going Um, and how I'm going to like kind of loop this whole series around. And then there's some question answer stuff that people like common questions. Like I feel like I need to have like a frequently asked questions section um, because people ask me this a lot and it's just something that I'd rather be like, go listen to my podcast because I'm a dickhead like that than actually communicate, you know, anything about me. So we'll be right back with that. Welcome back. That'd be really weird if I just came in with an NPR voice. See me how my traditional voice sounds like this. Well, not actually like that. Look, I told you guys that I was going to actually share more about myself with this series, right? So this is just like cutting into it, right? Like I'm not actually giving you everything that makes me who I am Um, because I think that like there's just still some things that I'm not comfortable with. Like, like people ask questions all the time. Like, are you dating? Are you single? Like what's going on? And I'm like, on the internet, I have 11 boyfriends. That's it. I mean, that's not, I, that's not it. That's not a number to be, uh, to scoff at. Let's put it that way. Could I actually keep up with 11 boyfriends? No, that would be physically exhausting. Like I'm so much fun to be around that I would have to just like clone myself at this point, which I could ask the Clintons how to do because that's apparently that's what they do, right? Are we ready to go into conspiracy theories time? Conspiracy theory hour? Nah. Anyways, but the questions like relationship stuff and like stuff about my day-to-day life, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Like I said, you guys won't know that I'm like in something or like with someone unless you randomly see me in public, then don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm kidding. That'd be so fucking rude. Like, don't ever speak to me. I'm talking to Heather, by the way. She's pretending like she's not listening. I'm just so excited now that, like, I have the platform to, like, get all of my, like, because I I found over the last, like, year, the one drawback, just one, just one drawback of not having a show and not actually have anything to show for myself uh, besides guest appearances. The one drawback of that is... I get into bar fights way more. 
like I will start talking shit and I will start projecting, you know, things that I know might antagonize people or irritate them. Because I get bored. I get fucking bored, okay? Like, it is so boring sometimes being a very balanced person. Like, my schedule is weird as shit. Like, when people look at it, they're like, how long do you meditate for? What do you read all the time? What are you doing? Like, half the time, I'm on FaceTime with my favorite astrologer, Lily, who's not just an astrologer. She's like a life coach. I'm I'm doing that shit, like, talking about bringing down the system, you know? Like, that. I mean, existing these days during one of the weirdest times uh what's up natasha thank you um we're in one of the weirdest fucking times in human history the spanish flu did not have twitter okay so i don't want to hear about it (laughs) am i really talking shit about another pandemic like that's where i'm at you want to know how aggressive i am when left to my own accord i will talk shit about anything anywhere anyhow i don't give a shit it's bad so to get it out of my system, I realize I need a podcast. I realize I need to step out and actually talk about the things going on in my head. I realize I have a gift of helping other people find their voice. And I realize that what I'm doing with this network this time around is going to be so much different than what I've been doing in the past because it's bigger than me. Okay. Like I am tired of being the focal point of my work. I think it, it sounds weird unless you're like understand it, but like, My career is not that exciting. There are people that do so much more cool shit than I do, right? Like, there are people that fucking do jobs that you didn't even realize were a job. You just probably assumed that a machine or some random, like, I don't know, robot thing did it. Like, people do things that happen on a daily basis that you don't even realize that you need or that that's a profession. So those are the people that I want to be talking to. The people that have been doing life-changing shit, the people that have gone through things. Like you face death a couple times and you start to realize that there's more to life than just being in a cubicle existing 9 to 5 or playing games with people or uh taking out your trauma on other people. Um so it's wild, but it's it's a wild existence because knowing that you have the power to always get better and do better is something that I love hearing about. Um, and knowing that I can help other people share their stories and share their content and do it in a way that's authentic to them. We don't have to worry about, well, you can't say this because I like, fuck it. There's no FCC here. I own the airwaves. I own all the platforms. We're fine. Um, and if we get taken off any sort of, you know, if for some reason everything shuts down we still have the capability to make our own media we can go back to fucking vhs i don't care i'll know how to do it thank you shawnee mission east journalism class i took one semester um i was not good right so like that's the other thing like the one little brief glimpse into how i even got to be where i am right now talking shit and having people listen for lack of you know any other description it's not that I had a traditional education in journalism. I have a degree in equine science, like a like a short course degree from Colorado State. I have three-fourths of a marketing degree from K-State. Uh, I have all of the student loan debt uh, that you could possibly imagine. But I also um, have had careers outside of uh, media and sports for ever since I was a kid. So it's like I've always had under their other interests. So coming back to it, Later in life, when I feel like I actually have a full grip on how to build a business, how to build up people, how to build social media, how to build brands, it's powerful. I think it's very powerful to be able to come back into my own platform and my own, like, part of the world where I truly believe that, um, that what we're doing is making a difference. And so for people to be able to hear from different, uh, different people from all over Kansas City. I mean, this doesn't have to be just Kansas City forever. You know, eventually people are going to be like, well, what about nationally? And that's, I just want to inspire people to do their own thing. Kansas City's home for me. I love this city. I always will. I've always come back to it. Kansas fucking city. What's up, commandeer brand? I'm fucking branding as I'm doing. I mean, look look at me. I'm back in the saddle, y'all. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. 
But no, that's that's exactly the message I want to give is that we're here to help amplify voices that might not always have that platform and do it in a way that uh, we want to make everyone better. So, you know, watch out for our studio coming soon. Watch out for um, more content dropping nonstop. We've got new podcasts joining the network uh, next month, a.k.a. tomorrow. Tomorrow's fucking August. What? I'll have a margarita to that. I really hope you guys got to hear me drinking because I'm so freaking paranoid. I don't need to explain this to anyone. Anyone that really has spent any time around me knows how sensitive I am to sound, light, everything. Like, it's bad. I deleted Tinder, but on my old Tinder bio, it said, like, likes and dislikes. I'm 5'9". I like being 5'9". Stallion. Stallion level, as some people would say. Some, Some men in Westport telling me that I would make stallion babies. That is just, like, no one can say shit to me now. Having people look at you and be like, you guys need to make some stallion babies. That is something that I could literally, like, I don't give a shit. It'll be 40 years later. I'll be like, still, no one can tell me shit just from that moment. So I'm I'm so happy that catcalling in Kansas City has evolved to, like, boosting my self-esteem. Because when I was younger, that was not the case. So I'm all about uh, men respectfully catcalling and letting me know that I look damn good. I'm okay with that. However, with that being said, Kansas City is home. Kansas City is my playground. I fucking love this place. There's so many people across the city that make it great and that truly bring life and in that energy that I like to have into their work. And I want to meet those people. I want to interview them. That's what this podcast series is all about. Um, I, I'm really and truly trying to bring the voices of our city in a very unfiltered, um, not regulated completely. Just don't, no hate speech. Like I'm, I'm not big on people just like projecting their insecurities on others. So no hate speech. Um, but just bring authentic, like authenticity. That's, that's it. So that's what we're looking for. Kansas City Podcast Network is authenticity. Authenticity, Heather. Damn it. I can use words. I'm great at words. Uh, I haven't always been great at words if you've been listening to this podcast this whole time. So I'm really looking forward to what this podcast is going to bring. You're going to see a look, uh, an interesting look. Like I said, it's not just going to be me fucking telling you guys how great I am as a person through other people. Like, that's absolutely the most self-serving bullshit I'd ever. I, but, I mean, it wouldn't be far off, like, two or three years ago. You would have been like, hey, guys, this is a 15-part series about me talking about me. Okay. We all know that I could do that. <laughs> like, I don't think it's a fucking, I don't think it's a surprise I could easily go into that. So we're going to continue kind of dissecting who I am. This is going to be like my, this is going to be my podcast, my safe zone, where I get to like kind of express who I am to you guys all over again. And of course, every Friday, every Friday evening, not only are you getting me Friday morning, with Gat Chats, you are getting me Friday evening with the Spoken. So it's like, it's a, it's a fucking busy ass day. Okay. So if you guys love today, I'm going to be back tonight with uh, Lance Trev and uh, Shaggy Shane will be live tonight. So I got to go set up for that stuff. You guys have been great. Um, you guys check out Kansas City Podcast Network. It's KCP Network on Twitter, uh, kcpn.org. Literally just go to kcpn.org and all of our social media all the different platforms you can listen to us on. That's all going to be right there for you, for you to consume. There's so many other podcasts that are on the network, anywhere from Gutter Sluts, Run Your Mouth with Mad Marlin. You've got The Spoken. You've got Fate Ned Minute. We've got Life's Okay coming back. We've got a new one ah, debuting next month, a.k.a. tomorrow. So once again, my name is Gracie Ann Terrell, a.k.a. Gat. Please don't call me Gracie Ann. There's like very few people that can call me that. So just don't do that. Okay. Let's just stick with Gat. Gracie, if you actually know me in real life, and we'll be good from there. So once again, thank you guys so much for joining me. We'll see you next week. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor.
Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que que sería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.